God is with you. Let us pray. God of compassion, whose heart goes out to the hungry and destitute, who takes our lack and transforms it into much. Give us the bread that satisfies, the food without price, that our lives may be freed to share your overflowing love through Jesus Christ. Amen. Toward the end of their lives, the authors Joseph Keller and Kurt Vonnegut went to a party on Shelter Island, a privileged part of Long Island. The host of the party was a multi-billionaire. Vonnegut turned to Keller and asked him, how does it feel to know that our host likely made more money yesterday than your book Catch-22 has earned in its entire history? Keller said, I have something he can never have. Enough. The knowledge that I've got enough. What does it mean to have enough? What is enough? Today, Jesus offers a masterclass in what is enough and how that relates to our relationship with God and with one another. That masterclass is the feeding of the 5,000. This moment is central to Jesus' life and ministry. It is one of the only events of Jesus' life that is chronicled in all four Gospels. A big crowd tracks Jesus down. He has compassion for them, heals their sick. The disciples are worried that the people need to eat. Jesus said, you feed them. They say, we have nothing, nothing but five loaves and two fish. Jesus has the people sit down. He gives thanks and the disciples pass it around. 5,000 people plus women and children eat. At the end, the disciples pick up 12 baskets of scraps more than enough. God is more than enough. The story describes something very practical. People need food. Sometimes our perception of what is enough is more figurative. What does it mean to have enough hope? Do I have enough energy to fix the bathroom sink? During the coronavirus, I've struggled with time, not feeling like I have enough time to do my work and take care of the kids. It is precisely times like these hard times that talk about enough matters most. This story, the feeding of the 5,000 starts when Jesus has just heard about the death of John the Baptist. John, Jesus's cousin, his friend, his mentor, has been violently murdered, beheaded by Herod the ruler. Jesus wants to get away and process it. He hops in a boat and goes to a deserted place, but a crowd shows up. And notice 
how Matthew details this. Matthew suggests that the crowd hears the news about John and the crowd goes looking for Jesus. Jesus sees this crowd, thinks about all they are going through, and he has compassion for them. The Greek verb here is splachnizo, meaning like he felt it in his guts. It was gut-wrenching. Jesus was heartbroken. Even though he is tired and in shock, Jesus realizes he still has something to offer. He has enough. God has enough. God is always enough. In his book, Liturgy of Abundance, Myth of Scarcity, biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann details how the biblical narrative returns again and again to God as the source of enough. This plays out in a tension between abundance and scarcity. For example, Brueggemann details how Pharaoh's sense of scarcity led to the hoarding of stockpiled food, which resulted in famine and starvation for others. Meanwhile, Moses and the Israelites wander the desert and are fulfilled. Brueggemann points out leads us to the eternal questions of what is your fidelity? Where is your fidelity? Where is your trust? Where is your faithfulness? Do I look to God for enough or satisfaction? Or do I look to stuff, to achievement, to individual greatness? If we seek abundance outside the divine, we will live our lives saying, if only. If only I had more money, more time, a degree, a job. If only I were smarter, prettier, more accomplished. Such are the voices of scarcity. They oppose the infinite. Trust in the eternal infinite. A trust that satisfies the eternal present right here and right now forever. This is not just theoretical. It's not just a way to deal with stress. It is a daily reality. 690 million people worldwide go to bed hungry each night. However, the world's farmers produce enough food to feed 10 billion people. 10 billion people, 1.5 times the global population. So what happens? Scarcity. Scarcity happens. Those who have stockpile, which leads to waste. In the U.S., 30 to 40% of all food is wasted. We have more than enough. Here at St. Mike's, we have something not everyone has. We have enough. We have lived into that reality by providing meals and food to undocumented students and those struggling with food insecurity with our Cafe Picasso program. And twice a week, we provide showers for our houseless sisters and brothers. Throughout this pandemic, as we struggle with scarcity of time and energy and safety, how can we continue to express our awareness that we have 
enough. The other night, Mary Beth was working late and I was on tap to prepare dinner for our family. And initially I opened up the fridge to look and see what we had. And it seemed like we had nothing in there to a bunch of random, random things. And I started to take the things out of the fridge, take out some leftovers and I divided them up on the plates and we ended up with this great little meal. Everybody ate and was happy. After we ate, the kids got out of their chairs and sat on our laps and the summer sun was coming in through the window and hitting everybody. It was just absolutely beautiful. And my heart was overwhelmed, overflowing with gratitude. Such is the abundance of God's love. There is always more than enough. Amen. The mustard seed this week is a really simple one. I want you to give to the Santa Barbara Food Bank. They are having a challenge grant right now. They're having a, a, something where they will match any donation you give. So if you give $1, they'll give $2. Um, you can give $1,000. You can give 50 cents. Whatever you want to give, please take a second and go to the Santa Barbara County Food Bank site and donate and be part of realizing that we have enough and help others to have enough. Have a great week. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For the prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray for all who are sick and afraid, for the houseless and the mentally ill, 
for the marginalized and the victimized. We pray for Stephen, for Joan, for Diane, for Diana, for Robert, for Amelia, for Amalia, Barbara, Callie, for all the unemployed, for UCSB and all the students and teachers, for all who are struggling with the uncertain future, for a sign of life to come. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.